The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hour two of the Full Court Press, 501 your kickoff time here with Eric France and I'm Ajay Salveson, 106 NFM and 1390 AM and 106NFan.com. Hope you're having a happy uh, happy Monday. For those of you who are just joining the show, 129-127, uh, Jazz beat the Nuggets yesterday in Game 4. Donovan with a 50-burger again. This one he has 51. Jamal Murray has 50. And yet the Jazz find a way to win. They now have a 3-1 series lead. They get ready for Game 5 tomorrow. That's at 4.30. So the Full Court Press will be on for 20 give or take minutes, and then we'll turn it over to David Locke and Ron Boone, who will be broadcasting the game from Vivian Smart Home Arena. Uh, you can tune into that game right here on this very station. You'll have Jake Scott and uh, Tim Lacombe uh, doing your pregame, and you'll have Jake Scott and Gordon Monson doing the postgame uh, on the Utah Jazz Radio Network. So look forward to that one. Hopefully we'll get a closeout game. Hopefully we'll get a series win and finish this thing off and await the Clippers Mavericks, who are duking it out pretty well right now in 15 rounds. Uh, some fantastic basketball going on over there. We'll get to that in just a little bit. Uh, you heard from Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, and Quinn Snyder in hour one. This one is going to be more of a preview of game five tomorrow. Keys and per, uh, not, I guess not really projections. We'll save that for tomorrow, uh, but more of a deeper look into game five. Uh, Eric, again, you're, uh, you've been number and number addict right now, and you've got some more numbers. This one on Donovan Mitchell and what exactly he's doing right now here in the playoffs. Yeah, what he's doing right now is, is incredible. It's unprecedented. Well, for Utah Jazz at least. Uh, <laughs> it's not unprecedented in the NBA. But um, I, I just currently Donovan Mitchell is averaging 39.5 points in this playoff series. That's a lot of points. And it got me thinking, what's the highest average in a playoffs and uh, across a, a, a series? And uh, just did the numbers. Thankful, you know. Thank you to uh, Basketball Reference, crunching the numbers, uh, putting in the data. Uh, Michael Jordan is number one. What? So was that the ninety two ninety three season where he had forty four against the Suns? Uh, he averaged forty three point six seven points in the playoffs uh, series in nineteen eighty six. So that'd be when he scored sixty three against Boston, I think. That was number one. Wow. Jerry West is number two with forty point six four, and that was back in nineteen sixty five. Okay. Donovan still has another game to add to this that could still help his average. Come out. Donovan sits where then? Donovan's number three. Donovan Mitchell is Good third heck. all time with a playoff. Points average. You should have saved that for the stat that blew your mind on Wednesday. <laughs> uh, by the way, Russell Westbrook, he is number eight on this list. He averaged 37.4 back in 2017, the only active player in the uh, top 10. Okay, so speaking of Russell Westbrook, the Rockets fall to the Thunder 117-114. So after the Rockets blew the Thunder out in the first two games, they now have to dogfight it with the Thunder for the next. I mean, they're going to be at game six now. So Two questions for you, Eric. One, did you expect this series to be tied at two after those first two games? Uh, yeah, I did. Really? Uh, I, no, I am surprised. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, I am surprised to see that this is tied to a piece. I didn't expect Oklahoma City to, to give that much of a, a, a fight to make it that close. 
Uh, second question, Russell Westbrook is out right now. Does he change the dynamic of this series to where Houston is running away with it? Yeah, I think it really does because, one, it's his old team. He's going to be motivated. They traded him away. Uh, and, two, it's a slasher, a scorer, and somebody else to put pressure on Oklahoma City's defense. Eric Gordon doesn't do that. He he likes to sit outside and, and shoot outside shots, and he's really – I don't know how effective he is at that – uh, there's some concern that P.J. Tucker uh, is hurt. He had to be uh, helped off the off the court earlier in the game. So um, that that Houston team is running a little bit thin right now and not really getting any help from their bench. Uh, so yeah, I don't I don't know that how long that can last without Westbrook. I think in, inserting him into their lineup makes a huge difference. In hour one, we talked about the free throw discrepancy between the Nuggets and the Jazz, and it is a major discrepancy. Do you still have that number or no? Yeah, yep. Uh, and, and and by the way, the uh, number, the 52 free throws you asked about, thank you to 2197 who came out with this answer for us. A lot of help. Uh, Miami Heat shot 52 free throws in that game. Do you know how many points that came off of? Uh, that was the Miami-Indiana game. Uh, Miami made 43 of those 52 attempts. So 43 attempts. points off of free throws. 43 points for free just at the line. Thank you to 2197 for that. Uh, Indiana, the- by the way, they shot 28 oh, good. attempts. That's a lot of free That's throws. That's amazing. Just step back That's and a think long of how game. many stoppages of play. That's a long game. Uh, so uh, give us the free throw discrepancy number one more time just in the Jazz Nuggets series alone. So all, overall, for the entire series, through four games, the Jazz have attempted 102. The Nuggets have attempted 65. <laughs> Now, through games one and two, it was it was even. It yeah. was pretty even. Maybe one uh, one extra for the Jazz. No, excuse me, one extra for Denver over the Jazz. But the Jazz, uh, the last two games, have been more aggressive going to the paint, and Denver less so, and attacking the rim. Uh, Jazz shot 36 uh, free throw attempts yesterday. Denver only shot 13. And the one that kind of gets me, Jazz shot 26 in game three and Denver shot 11, but there's probably four or five, maybe even six of those attempts for Denver that came in garbage time. That's incredible. They did not shoot hardly any free throws in game three. Uh, Speaking of a lot of shots from a particular area, I should have done an over-under on this and I didn't think about it for a pick six. Oklahoma City Thunder Rockets combined three-pointers. Guess what number? Give me a number. Combined three-pointers made? Uh, No, just attempted. Combined? It's just today? Yeah, in today's game alone. Uh, I'd probably say, I don't know, 57. How does 90? Whoa, 90? The Rockets were 23 of 58 from the three-point line. That's 39%. 23 of 58. Thunder are 11 of 32, and they still won by three. Wow. How ironic is that? Wow. They shoot 12 less threes, and they still win by three. three-point attempts. Oh, man. Uh, James Harden had 32 points. He was 6 of 15 from deep. Eric Gordon had 23. He was 3 of 8 from deep. Uh, let's see here. Nobody else shot double figures and three-pointers on that end. Uh, Chris Paul today had 26 points, 10-19 shooting. He was 0-5 from three, but he had six rebounds and three assists. And SGA. And three about, steals. Yeah, three steals. And as you talked about, SGA was really good. 18 points. He had 10, or excuse me, 12 boards, six assists. 
SGA was a big lift today. Again, the Oklahoma City Thunder tie that series 117-114. Okay, so let me well, ask you. 30, you mean your leading scorer came off the bench. And Dennis Schroeder, 30 points. Oh, Schroeder, points. yeah. Yeah. Hey, so Mavericks, Clippers, Thunder, Rockets. Which series goes longer? Or do <sighs> they both go seven? Ah, uh, wow. That's a good question. So both are tied 2-2. Yep. When is Westbrook expected to return? They don't know Still yet. Still don't know? Which I would, which tells me they don't think they're getting they him back for the first round. They probably won't get him back. Um, I would probably say this series, Rockets and Thunder. I, I think that the Clippers will get their act together. They uh, have to. Well, and, and, it all and get this thing done in six. So it all starts with Paul George, right? PG-13 has been really PG, just crap. Playoff P's. <laughs> Doesn't stand for what we what it used to. <laughs> not playoff uh, Pauls, playoff poo. I don't know, man. It's uh, not good. It has been bad for Paul George, uh, and Kawhi Leonard says he has hope that Paul George can rebound. But I mean, we're talking about oh, we're talking about a guy who just can't like hit the broadside of a barn on any kind of a shot right now. That's what's crazy. And then yesterday, after a back and forth game in which includes uh, a Morris three from the corner. Don or Donchison and the Mavericks get the ball on the far sideline, and it turns into this. Vinny Smith slaps it, looking Curry toward the corner, trying to get it to Luca. They do, but way outside. Jackson switches on to him. Can he get it away in time on the step back? He does. He hits. He hits, and the Mavericks have won the game. Luka Doncic with a 30-footer to win it at the horn, and the series is tied at two games apiece. KENS Radio in Dallas, Texas, or Dallas Mavericks Radio Network. Great call there as Dallas Mavericks pull off a stunner uh, and beat the Clippers who had thought who thought they had the game wrapped up and then uh, Doncic just becomes... And by the way, Luka Doncic yesterday was stupid. Not even healthy Luka Doncic, by the way. That's, that's the other thing. This guy was pretty much playing on one foot. His final tally for the day, Eric? 43 points. Six or excuse me, seventeen boards, thirteen assists, two steals, one block in forty-six minutes of basketball, and the game winner for Cherry on top. Is Luka Doncic, Luka Doncic, the best young player we've got right now in the league? Donovan Mitchell or Doncic? Who are you taking? Well, Donovan is in year three. Luka is in year two. That's what's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I know. And everybody what, says it's going to be Doncic's league. Uh, the the future of the NBA is bright. Uh, who's better? <laughs> I don't know. I guess doesn't matter, huh? Yeah, I mean Donovan has more playoff experience. Uh, he's won more important games. If that makes sense. Yeah, sure. His team has been better. Uh, Luca does a lot of things. Donovan is getting to that point. Donovan is becoming a little bit more of a passer and a facilitator. Um, ah, I don't know, man. Uh, Tough call. But it's going to be you, a fun Western Conference if both those guys stay in the West. As you mentioned, Donovan is being mentioned in rare air. In fact, 9315 texted in and says, I can't believe people like Larry Bird and Michael Jordan are in the same sentence with Donovan Mitchell. I like, oh, by the way, I love how he phrased like Larry Bird and Michael Jordan Get to be in the same sentence with Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> That's how it is. Uh, no, and I like I'm with how you framed that. Uh, but Donovan is doing incredible stuff right now. 
in, I mean, you think about it, Eric. We lost Bojan Bogdanovic, and we thought this thing was going to be just a sham. Like, the playoffs were going to be four in, four out, or, I mean, maybe even five in, five out. Not even sure we're going to get through Denver. We tanked to the sixth seed and got Denver. Like, we tanked to the sixth seed just to play Denver so we could survive the first round. And not only are we surviving the first round with the 3-1 series lead, game five tomorrow at 4.30, but, Eric, we are one game away. One win away for the Jazz and two wins away from the Mavericks to playing a seventh seed in the bubble. This is where I wish we had home court advantage because then guess what? We beat Denver and then we get the seventh seeded Mavericks in home court. We get a home court against seventh seeded Mavericks. Are you kidding me? How much difference would it make though? I mean, would Denver play the same if they were in Denver at elevation using their... No, you're still getting the same results. You think it would be much different? No. No. I I think it would be exactly what we're seeing right now. Because I think they have a decent crowd. I don't know if it's like a game-changing crowd. No, it's. I mean, look, I mean, it, but, and then everybody says it's the whole altitude thing. We live in Utah. Well, for that, the Jazz, it's, it's not that see, big See, that's the thing. That's, that's, that's the advantage, Eric, is that you get the altitude. And so Utah going to Denver, there is no advantage. There really isn't. And I take Utah Jazz home crowd over Denver's in a heartbeat twice on Sunday, and so you take that and you and you get the exact same result. What we're seeing, look, forever, and I tweeted this out yesterday. People kept saying after games one or excuse me, games two and three, wait until you get the Nuggets' best shot. Wait until they really throw a good haymaker at the Jazz. Murray gets fifty. Jokic gets 29, and Millsap, ha- Millsap has a healthy 16. And you still lost. The series is over tomorrow, and they can keep the receipt. This thing's over. Well, only if the Jazz figure out some things defensively. Denver's not a good defensive team. If Denver tries to make some changes defensively, maybe it is a little bit but different. Then that but, means we- but the Jazz, I, don't know, I love what Donovan said. The, the series is not over. We gave up 127 points in this game. There's still a lot that we're giving up that we can fix. He is absolutely right. This series is not over. Yes, but the Eric, Jazz have a significant thing, lead, and Denver has never, ever come about, back from being down 3-1. There's more to it than just that. If, if Murray puts up 50 and Jokic puts up 29, you should be winning by 20. <laughs> yes, okay? normally that would be the so case. So then here's my point, is that Quinn Snyder is just mopping the floor with Mike Malone. Yes, he is. He's, I mean, he's out-coaching him in every aspect of the game. Right, Quinn Snyder has figured out that Michael Porter Jr. is a huge liability on defense, and How he was big the, of liability? he was a darling in the bubble, and everybody was so excited for him. But the Jazz have exposed him, and so Denver has to limit his time on the court. Here's a guy that should help them, but now they have to keep him benched, much like Oklahoma City had to do with Carmelo Anthony. Quinn Snyder figures out how to go hunting for the worst defender, uh, Michael Porter Jr. When he is a primary defender for the Utah Jazz. Those Jazz players combined have scored 70 points. <laughs> They're shooting over 63% of the field goals. They're shooting 60% from three. The effective field goal percentage by Utah Jazz players when Michael Porter Jr. is their primary defender, 74.4%. He's got to get off the court. He's got to figure out how to defend or... It's going to be tough for Denver to to justify keeping him on the court. So isn't it crazy to you that Malone keeps putting him out there? I mean, Eric, he has at one, to. At, he does needs, he though? He needs because the at offense. one point, at one point, 
with a substitution rotation in. You've got George Nyang on the right wing, high right wing. Tony Bradley comes to set a screen called by Nyang so he can get MP Jr. George freaking Nyang is is targeting MP Jr. <laughs> That's when you know things have gone to absolute <laughs> crap does, in your that rotation. Does sound very. Uh, it is so bad. Backwards. So my my question to you now is, like I honestly think this thing is over tomorrow. I don't know how you can't be. Are you confident? Like honestly, and and do you take as confidence tomorrow, game five, four thirty, that the Jazz end this series? Because I, on a scale of one to ten, I'm at like a nine. I'm at. Um, I had. I do have confidence. I'm probably at a, like a seven and a half. Really, if that's possible. I mean, Denver. We can't discount Denver. They're a good team. I don't sure. think you just write them off. But, but you got their the best Jazz punch last night, didn't you? Virtually in four games, uh, there was you know. A, a, a miscue, a bad possession here and there in game one. The Jazz could have got game one. Uh, Jazz have played very well against the Denver Nuggets in every single game and have really owned them in games two and three. But Denver really gave the Jazz one of their better shots uh, last night. But they're still a good team. They still have good players. So I'm not just going to automatically write it off for tomorrow. What's the biggest concern you have for tomorrow's game that you've seen so far in games one through four? And I got a feeling it's going to be somewhat near the similar. Uh, ask that one more time. What's the biggest concern you have for the Jazz after seeing games one, two, three, and four for game five tomorrow? Biggest concern for the Jazz? Yeah, for you as a Jazz fan. Um, Probably my biggest concern would be you know, who does that uh, – you know, does Donovan run out of gas? Yeah, on fumes. You know, does he get help so he doesn't have to do it all? I mean, he can do a heck of a whole lot. But you saw him after the game last night. He was he was tired. He was out of gas. Uh, so it, do, do uh, the rest of the team step up to give him help, to help close it out as a team? For me, it's the offensive rebounds that Denver got consistently last mm. night. And uh, they turned those into second-chance points. Really you saw point. balls um, just, I mean, off the rim. That would just it'd be long boards to, to Jamal Murray or Jokic. who would line up for a three. I can't tell you how many times I saw the ball come off the rim and Jazz either badly positioned or it takes a bad bounce off the rim. And it turns into a three from Murray. It turns into a three from Grant. It turns into a bucket from Jokic. It was so infuriating. I was begging him to get an aw- Just give me one defensive rebound so we don't get a second chance point. I thought it was going to cost him the game yesterday. Yeah, that is a really good point. Denver got a lot of second chance opportunities. Um, they, uh, they're they big. They're a long team. Uh, they're, there's times they're going to have that advantage over the Jazz. Uh, on the game... They had 40 rebounds. The Jazz had 37. That's it? That was how close it was? Yep. But the the offensive rebounding it was a significant disparity. They had 17 offensive Jeez, rebounds. that's too many. Jazz only had six. That's too many. So they gave themselves a lot of extra possessions. And you're right. That is a concern. And that's been kind of an issue throughout much of the game. I wonder. I don't know what... The second chance points are either. That's another one I'd be kind of interested to see is how many second chance points they got off of those 17 offensive rebounds. Because that's a big, big problem for Utah right now is that they have been unable to get the rebound and it's turned into a long bucket 
or a momentum killing bucket. Now credit to Utah last night uh, for answering every bucket. Well, credit to Donovan Mitchell as well. Uh, who is? I, I'm, I'm thinking. Are you looking at the number right now? Okay, sorry. No. Who was who your bench guy that uh, impressed you the most last night from the bench? I mean, it's hard not to say Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. I mean, I, it's 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 fairly predictable now. I mean, as much as we watch the Jazz and Jordan Clarkson, when he gets the ball, he's going to try to shoot. Uh, he's going to either twist his body in a strange way and extend his arm and get a, uh, a an odd-looking layup that still goes in, or he's going to chuck up a three-point attempt. But you know what? He he makes it happen, uh, and uh, he makes it happen when it's needed. And I think Quinn knows that, and the team knows that. Look, uh, Mitchell, Conley, you know they need a breather. The, the the scoring doesn't need to be on them right now. Jordan comes in, go get some buckets, and that's what he does. Uh, and I actually thought that he defensively was a little bit better off the bench. Uh, grabbed a couple rebounds. Yeah, he's not the best defender, but I thought he was a little bit better. Uh, last night, so I'm I'm hoping that he's he's learning in this in the the uh, the the thrill of what's being happening in these playoffs and what this competitive team and this really good coaching staff that he's developing personally as a player to become more well-rounded instead of just a bucket getter. Full court press, Eric France and I'm Aj Salveson, 106 and FM. 1390 AM and 106NFan.com. Jazz 21-29-127 winners over the Nuggets last night in hour one. Because Joe Ingles went scoreless, but you brought up a really, really valid point about Joe Ingles being scoreless, but it's not a concern. Can you repeat kind of what you said? Well, I mean, he was—he had the best plus-minus of any Jazz starter. He had zero points. <laughs> I mean, how does he do that? Uh, he had a plus eight, but he also he had four rebounds and one assist. It doesn't look like it's a great stat line, but what Joe does is. A lot of little things. He makes things happen for the Jazz. And while he may not have been the the leading assist guy, he only had one assist. Donovan had seven. But a lot of ball movement happens through Joe. And so Joe's just a crafty guy out on the court, uh, knows where he needs to be. Uh, There are guys that can blow by him and have more athleticism than Joe does. But he knows where he needs to be, and he still frustrates guys and got into it a little bit with Murray. Yeah, that's Late in true. the game, which it was, was kind of fun. They? Yeah, it reminded me of uh, some antics between him and Paul George a little while back. So uh, he was trying to get in his head a little bit. That's what Joe does. You don't necessarily need him to fill up a stat sheet. Joe does a lot of things on the court that are super valuable in, in sending screens, in ball movement, defensively. So he's valuable to have on the court, even if he doesn't score a lot of points. Game 5 tomorrow at 4.30. So here's what's going to happen. Full court press, Eric and myself will be on at 4 o'clock. We'll go to about 4.20. Turn it over to David Lock and Ron Boone. We'll give you our keys and projections of Game 5 tomorrow. Can the Jazz wrap up the series, sit on their comfy uh, hotel couches, and await the Clippers-Mavericks series? That could easily go seven games right now, the way those two teams are playing. This is this is a lot of fun. Uh, on, by the way, really quickly, a step aside from the Utah Jazz, who has more pressure to win their series? I know it sounds like an obvious question, but at the same time, does it really? Rockets or Clippers? Who has the more pressure that they need to win their series? Wow. Well, I think that there's the obvious choice would be the Clippers, just because... It sounds obvious, right? A lot of people thought that 
even though the Lakers finished with their best record, that the Clippers would give them more of a run and the way they were built. Frankly, the way they played for much of the season. But at the same time, the, the Rockets' small ball experiment, if it fails in the first round and the way that it did, because they were all in on going small and just settling for three-point shots every time down the court. Uh, and if it if it goes down in flames just in the first round of the Oklahoma City Thunder, into Chris Paul, <laughs> a guy they gave up on, <laughs> then I, th- I, I don't know. Really I think, think about it like that. That's why I'm Houston. laughing. The way you brought that up and the way you said that actually sounds kind of hilarious. I, and, the, and the other problem with it, too, is – the Rockets don't have Russell Westbrook. Now, how much of a difference does he make? Sure, it's, it's it's pretty big. But again, Eric, like you said, they're playing against a six foot, 35-year-old starting point guard and a bunch of youngins, with the exception of Steven Adams and Dennis Schroeder, who, by the way, was pretty much ran out of Atlanta. And you're and you're go you're in tied to the series 2-2 with those guys right now? That's incredible. That, that's amazing to me. Uh, and then the other situation with Dallas and the Clippers is I look at Luka Doncic, and right now he, him and Donovan Mitchell stand on a whole entire different universe than the rest of the NBA. Not even LeBron James is on that same universe. Not Anthony Davis, not Kawhi Leonard. It is, it is Luka Doncic and Donovan Mitchell. And as you mentioned, a 23-year-old and a 21-year-old right now dominating the bubble. That's amazing to me. It is. It is pretty incredible. Uh it's young man's game right now hey, with those uh, two guys. Lakers in Portland later tonight. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, Damian Lillard? Obviously had a uh, has a left index finger injury. He's going to have, I think they're going to tape into a splint. He's uh, He will play tonight according to Coach Terry Stott. Does the Blazers have a chance at all? I mean, even with a healthy Lillard, they were struggling. But do they have a chance with a... Who knows what how much how healthy is a uh, 50% healthy Damian Lillard against this Lakers squad? Sure they do. Yeah, as long as Damian is going to get on the court and uh and he can get some help, then they're going to have a chance. Uh I still think it's going to be the Lakers that that take care of it, but um I, I think it's still going to be an interesting game tonight. I think it's going to be definitely worth watching. Uh I hope that Dame is able to play through it. James had 38, 12 boards, and 8 assists. And Davis scored 23. It was 29 in the second half. They now have a 2-1 series lead. So that was in Game 3. Game 4 tonight, 7 o'clock on TNT. Uh, If Portland can tie this series at 2, Eric, do you see this thing going 7? Or is it still over in 6 either way? I think it's still over in 6. Still Lakers then? Yeah, I think it's still going to be the Lakers. I love what the 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 Trailblazers are doing. Um, you know, they're, they're, I think their big guys need to step up and try to uh, contend with Anthony Davis a little bit more. Um, but I, I just I would I think this Blazers team is a little bit different team than the regular season. They've got guys back, but uh, yeah, Zach Collins just, is now out for the year. By the way, for the rest of the series, he's out. Uh, that's true. And that is a big injury for them. Not as big as it would have been as Jurkic, but still, that's enough to put a dent in your team. And the thing for the Lakers, Eric, is that if Houston does, if that's a big if, Houston does take care of their uh, series versus Oklahoma City, 
Not only do the Lakers have to deal with Damian Lillard, but then they get Russell Westbrook. He will be back for round two. That is for sure. And they got James Brown they got to deal with. That's a monster challenge for the Lakers. Back-to-back series in the backcourt. And I don't know if the Lakers can deal with that. Yeah, I think it's a good point. That's their biggest weakness. Uh, there's a chance that Rondo may be available by then. But who knows? He's oh, yeah, still that's got a good back point. Problems. I forgot about that, yeah. But, um, yeah, that that's the biggest weakness for the Lakers is if your opposing team has some really good guards, that's where they are the most weak. Uh, so... Uh, I don't know. I I don't think that Houston has any kind of an answer for LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Portland has some of an answer for those guys. Yeah. Um, but still, yeah. All right, let's take a for break. For selfish reasons, I hope Portland does better and pushes them to seven. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Uh, hey, for the Jazz, who would you rather face? Clippers or Mavericks? Ooh, that is a really good discussion. Should we say that? Let's am, am save I that for us? another day. Am I jinxing us? No. Let's take a break. Coming back, we got to talk Region 11 high school football. We'll recap the weekend that was. We'll get to the weekend that is. It's an interesting timing schedule. Games on Friday, game on Saturday, games not all at 7 o'clock. Uh, Eric's going to give you a uh, really good rundown of what's going on this Friday. we got to give our way our bread and butter play of the week, courtesy of Old Gristmill, and thanks to Skyview uh, High School Football. We also have uh, an announcement on our $100 McDonald's winner who's going to be taking me to lunch every other day. I'm thrilled. Yeah, Preps Pick'em Contest presented by the Logo Shop, your booster club headquarters for competitive club teams, things like that. Uh, They sponsor our Preps Pick'em Contest, and we have our first giveaway. We'll announce who won week one coming up next to the Full Court Press. Talking the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric France and LJ South here on the Full Court Press, 106 on the fan. Thanks for joining us, however, wherever you're doing so. Eric, time to give away some awards. Let's give away some stuff. Awards or prizes? Oh, okay, sorry. That, dude, I always You get do the that. award for... Losing them again on pick six. Having, well, that's just true. sucking so I, I guess that means I win the award. And guess what? No one cares. We have bigger and better prizes to give away than me giving you... A cupcake. You Actually, gave me two cupcakes. Two. So does hey, that, why was, was that like one a of them still sitting over there? Was it, the was mint, it? the mint cupcake was still not even being eaten yet. What was going on? Oh, it's been taken care of. It got taken care of a while ago by the trash can. <laughs> was that a prepayment because you knew you're going to lose this week? Because you gave me two. <laughs> No, I actually thought I was going to win. And then as I was like thinking about it on my drive to work, I was like, I think I lost pick six. I've got a feeling I lost pick six. It was close, AJ. No, okay. don't try to stir- you had, no, it. Don't was a valiant this. effort. Don't. Stop it. All right, so here's what's going to happen. Our bread and butter play of the week, sponsored by Old Grist Mill. Big thank you to Old Grist Mill for uh, being a part of the Full Court Press and a part of uh, this uh, this little prize giveaway. Skyview High School. Skyview High School is awesome. Uh, so here's what happened. Here on this very station, John Newbold announced what the bread and butter play of the game would be. Now, remember, you have to, if you've won in the last 30 days, you cannot win again. So don't you dare try. If you have not won in the last 30 days, you are eligible. Tell us what the bread and butter play of the game was between Skyview and Bonneville. Call in right now, 435-752-1069. Yeah, if you know what that play was, that standout play, between the Bobcats and the the Lakers 
on Friday night. You can call in and let us know what it was. If you get it right, you get, the uh, what, four loaves of bread from the old grist mill. Delicious stuff. So anyway, Ajay's taking some phone calls on that. I'll uh, just quickly let you know the other games that happened over the over the weekend on Friday night. Um, bought those uh, Skyview Bobcats, which you heard here on 106.9 The Fan, took care of business with Bonneville, 42-21, to 21, doubled them up. Um, but uh, Mountain Crest and Logan had uh, had trouble in their games. Wasatch beating Mountain Crest 20 to 6, Stansbury over Logan 38 to 6. Bear River despite uh, injuries took care of an old regional rival and beat Morgan 20 to 14. Uh Rich in their season opener having a hard time against Canab 42 to 6, but really the game of the night. Box Elder at Green Canyon back and forth Box Elder had a lead a multiple touchdown lead in the fourth quarter. Green Canyon fights their way back. They score a touchdown in the closing moments, closing seconds, and they win 30-29. to Huge game for Green Canyon. Box Elder still looking for their first win, but that was a great contest between those two teams. Yeah, this Green Canyon team, is they've got some moxie in them, Eric. They've got a little bit of physicality, some nastiness in them on the defensive side. They've got great athleticism on the offensive side. This is going to be a football team that I think can contend with Skyview. But again, it's just consistency, game in and game out, that they can see that. Uh, really quickly, we have a winner. You know, I always wonder, like, how many people are actually listening to our show? And as I was reading out the number, Debbie Murray calls in and gives me, like, almost as better play-by-plays than John Newbold could possibly <laughs> give me of what happened. That old grist mill, bread and butter play of the game, belongs at the end of the first half. With under a minute to go, Skyview leading 20-7, to Bonneville was driving. And their quarterback scrambled down to about the 20-yard line, but then was crushed by Isaac Larson. He fumbles the ball. Titan Saxon recovers it. Uh, again, Skyview gets a big win. So that is your bread-and-butter play of the game. Debbie Murray has called in, has announced that play, and has won herself a free loaf of bread. Debbie Murray coming tomorrow uh, between the hours of 8 and 5 into our offices. And in the front desk, our wonderful receptionist will take good care of you and get you that uh, certificate. Uh, by the way, a high school football update. Appreciate Clint Payne. He is our play-by-play. My man, Clint P. Experts for the Bear River Bears. And he says that Bear River will be without Josh Payne and Easton Lish this week when they face Bonneville. Uh, Lish is a two-way starter, great wide receiver. Payne's the quarterback. He's also a free safety. And uh, Easton Lish is out for the year. If Lish I'm... is out for the year. Is that yeah. correct then? Correct. Oh, goodness gracious. So two two big blows for Bear River. As they that, were getting off to a really good start. And see, that's what I feel so bad about, Eric, is that Easton Lish is such a productive player on the offensive side of the ball, and this was what killed him last year is injuries. If they could stay healthy, they'd be one of the top three teams in our region. But Josh Payne out for another week. Easton Lynch is out for the season. This is going to do some major damage to the squad. I'm I'm kind of worried about Bear River at this point. Coach yeah. White's got his hands full. Yeah, what kind of adjustments do they make? Who else is going to step up? That's yep. going to be a big key. Hey, let's give out some more awards or at least make announcements. Uh, this is from our high school preps pick'em contest. This is fun. Uh, AJ, you got the highest score in week one. Interesting enough. You didn't win a prize. But you got the highest score. You go to the the site, and you will see Ajay Salveson staring back at you. Well, at least your name is printed about you getting the best score. Uh, and each week, we're going to be giving away a prize worth $100. And this past week, Shane Simper from Wellsville got the best score. He was a perfect 6-for-6, six six, had the closest score in our tiebreaker. 
And uh, he wins $100 to McDonald's. And again, this is a, a great contest we'll be doing, courtesy of the Logo Shop, uh, your booster club headquarters for high school competitive teams or your club teams. Uh, they sponsor this. In fact, they're actually fronting the next prize in this contest, $100 to Locker 42. Oh, man. You want to do your own little shopping spree? You know, Utah and State students are coming back. Gear. You want to make sure you're geared properly. Oh, or even got get the a best themed gear. mask for your school. Oh, they can take go. care of that. So uh, that's at the Locker 42. They're going to be providing $100 to whomever has the best score for this week. And this week's going to be even more interesting. More schools in our pool to choose from because the Idaho schools are now involved. Uh, their, their opening weekends for most of those – all well, there were a few schools that started last week, but by and large, everybody else starting this weekend. So a lot of different teams to choose from. It's going to be more challenging this week. So uh, log in. Uh, you can find the, uh, the the link on our website, 1069thefan.com. Create your account. Select your the teams you think are going to win. Make sure you put in who you think the tiebreaker will be and put in a score there. And then uh, over the weekend, we'll have that announced online and we'll talk about it on Monday as well. But make sure you get that in. It's a different week this week, a little bit different than normal. Mountain Crest is actually playing Friday at 4 o'clock. Now, normally in most schedules, it shows them Saturday at 10 a.m., but there was that Rocky Mountain Rumble that was going to yep. take place in, in Pocatello at Idaho State University. Well, Idaho State has said, no, nobody can use our facilities for high school sports. So, weird. so they've relocated that, uh, that all those teams that are going to be playing there. They've moved them up to Rexburg, the Highland High School, and uh, excuse me, Madison High School. And so uh, Mountain Crest will play Friday at 4. Uh, Box Elder plays Rigby Saturday at 4. And then Skyview plays Highland Saturday at 7. So a little bit different than normal for a high school football weekend. But nonetheless, still make sure you get in there and get your picks and uh, get registered because if you have the best score, you can win $100 to Locker 42. Yeah, that's incredible. Uh, I the thing about the Idaho State thing, like I get it to an extent, but we're talking about a high school football game. If you're that worried, allow non excuse me, allow essential staff and play the game at Idaho State. Now you're just creating a huge conundrum with times and games and travel and such. Now it's just a problem, and it's on you, really. Well, here's the other problem: these fires in Northern California. We think it's hazy here. It is so much worse in Idaho, just the way that the jet stream was going. Um, there were some games that had to be moved and relocated last Friday, and there's real concerns that if it continued, that other games might need to be canceled or postponed or moved uh, again, even even more so. So those teams in, in some of those schools in Pocatello, they don't really have good football fields because they have arrangements to play their high school football games at Idaho State. And it would be a perfect venue to go inside to get out of the haze, but nope, it's not going to happen. So again, if you want to be a part of the Preps Pick'em Contest presented to you, and big thank you and shout out to Logo Shop, uh, just go to 106andthefan.com, find uh, the page. I forgot my password, so I got to like, I got, I just like created my password, and I got to recreate it again. So I didn't participate last week because I couldn't remember my password. I thought it was Reggie. <laughs> Reggie's number one. 
I can't believe you remember that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Get the grin off your face too. Dude, stop it. Hey, speaking of your stupid little grin, do you have your pick six crap? Let's... Shut off your damn mic here in I had five to, minutes. I had to pull it from underneath the keyboard. Uh, yeah, it's our, our pick six for this past week. So things we thought might happen for this past weekend. Uh, Green Canyon, Box Shelter. It was a straight pick em. Who did you think was going to win? We both picked Green Canyon. We were both right by one point. Very dramatic finish yeah. there for Green Canyon. Uh, Mike Connolly points versus Denver on Sundays. That was in green in game four. Mm-hmm. Uh, set the line at 12. <laughs> it says 12.8. It should say 12 and a half. <laughs> Hey, hey, well then wait, hold on. <laughs> but he scored 26, so oh. he definitely still went over. Oh. Uh, I guessed over, you went under, so it's Did two, I really go under? Yeah, it's two Are you to, sure I didn't say over? Two to one for me right now. Did you rig this? Cubs, White Sox. Uh, there was a uh, three-game series in Chicago. One, It was pick who you think it was going to be. I said Cubs, two to one. Who was going to win the series? You said the Sox, two to one. It was the Sox, sadly. So now we're 2-2. Two, two. Okay, we're tied to a piece. This is the one I think that really did you in. Oh, Damian Lillard points versus Lakers in game two. You set the line at 39 and a half. That's a fair line. No, took, why are you laughing? I took the under. You took the over. Okay. Now, granted, that was the game he hurt his yeah, finger. So here's so I so don't think. 18. Th- so this pick six actually gets voided. Because, Why did this get yeah, voided? Because he got injured. He didn't no, get to play the full game. That still matters. No, it doesn't. Okay, no, but here's the thing. is If he plays the full game, he gets 40. So because he got injured, you bring up a great point. Because he got injured, it voids out the pick six. It does not void the pick six. It does. He got injured. You can't, you can't tell me he wouldn't have had 39 or 40 points. Game one, he had 34. Game two, he had 18. Game three, he had 34. You're All talking right. like he's regularly going off for 40 points. He hasn't done it he yet. He regularly got for 34, but maybe that was his night. <laughs> we don't know. His night. Sorry, you lost that and one. And you know what, Damien? Shame on you for not thinking about us <laughs> and for freaking sitting out with a with a bent pinky. Not or coming back it was. into the game. Yeah. Think about the people. Uh, the next one was another pick. Uh, Bear River versus Morgan. Uh, I chose Bear River. You chose Morgan. Uh, there's injuries for Bear River. There's a, a rivalry there between those two schools. Uh, but Bear River won. So now it's 4-2 to two in my favor. Uh, the last one, Jamal you don't Murray. Even need the last one. You don't even need to Jamal read Jamal Murray points versus Utah in game three. You said the line at 24.5. He only scored 12. But you did take the under. I took the over. So I win 4-3. to three. I know, but that so right I'm away. not going to get you a gift this week because it was voided. It was not <laughs> voided. It made me I, think, though. I should have explained uh, the rules to we you. For, we have been forgetting to do a tiebreaker. Oh, yeah. Where's Adam the intern when you need him? Yeah, that's right. I forgot. We got to do a tiebreaker, huh? Because there's a chance that we could tie. Yeah, right. Sure. Quit sugarcoating this crap for me. Uh, really quickly, on a date on scores right now going around in the NBA bu- playoff bubble. Miami leads Indiana 48-42 at halftime. Miami looking for the series sweep there. Hey, you were saying you were be kind of surprised by this if Miami swept yeah, Indiana. Yeah, I thought Indiana would, would be more competitive in this. I thought that they would pick up a win or two. The fact that they might get swept surprises me. 
Uh, Milwaukee beats Orlando 121-106. Milwaukee leads that series three games to one. Oklahoma City beats Houston, who shot 58 three-pointers. Yes, one team, 58 three-pointers, and they lost by three. Go figure. 117-114, Oklahoma City uh, wins that game and is now 1-2 straight and tied the series up at two games apiece. L.A. and Portland tonight at 7 o'clock on TNT. Damian Lillard is a go for tonight. How healthy is he? That's yet to be determined. We'll see how good he is actually with a left hurt index finger and not caring about the people who betted on him. Thanks, Damian. All right, let's take a break. Coming back, we are going to wrap it up here for the show and uh, get you ready for tomorrow's very extremely shortened show as Jazz play the Nuggets at 4.30 in Game 5 of the Western Conference first round. The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Hey, you know what's better than uh, seeing a game-winning three-pointer at the buzzard? Eric France and LJ Salveson here on the Full Court Press. 106 and the fan is seeing it look very similar to something that we are very close to. <laughs> yes, big shout out to Terry Camp. Uh, there was the, a lot of Aggie fans last night saying, hey, that shot looked real familiar. We've seen Sam Merrill do that. And he uh, took it upon himself to do the uh, the, the uh, video editing, can't speak, uh, to basically put those two clips essentially side by side in real time. And you watch them go over to the, basically the same spot on the court to launch game-winning three-point shots. Uh, and uh, so it's pretty fun to watch. Luka Doncic and Sam Merrill basically doing the same thing. Uh, and there's you know, maybe some com- uh, additional comparisons rather than just a shot on the court and beating the buzzer between those two guys. I don't think Sam Merrill may be the same kind of level rebounder, but he can be a facilitator and can be a shooter. I think he's going to find his way on an yeah, NBA roster. Yeah, He's going to get drafted. I don't care what people say. I don't care what people think. People think they know stuff, and they really don't because they just pretend it. Sam Merrill is getting drafted. Book it. End of discussion. Hey, uh, thoughts for our friends down in St. George? Uh, crazy, like, storm that just rolled through two inches uh, in, like, just a short amount of time. Of the most they've what? ever had of rain. Are you serious? In, like, the last four months combined. Oh, kind of crazy. I mean, it's always nice to get moisture, but when it dumps on you in the span <laughs> yeah, of that get time, it that's all not at good. Once, not usually good. They all safe and good though, as far as you can tell here. Uh, see, yeah, as far as I know. Uh, really quickly, tomorrow's show uh, will be very shortened as the Utah Jazz and Denver Nuggets are in Game Five of the Western Conference first round. That game uh, pregame will start at four twenty, so we'll be up to four twenty. Eric and I'll have your keys to the game. We'll have your projections. And uh, then we'll turn over to David Locke and Ron Boone, who will be at Vivian Smart Home Arena, calling the game from there. Uh, Jazz Nuggets Game 5, uh, just the fact that the Jazz are up 3-1 in this series. And, and, and it still almost humors me to like the longest extent, Eric, that the Nuggets are playing a team and are getting beat by a team that tanked for them. Yeah, That's that, incredible. The actively wanted, like purposely lost games. Just so they could be matched up against them. Uh, I think we'll get into this more tomorrow. But from the initial, my some of my initial thoughts about the adjustments that could be made for Game Five, I think this will be a really interesting defensive game. 
Really? Um, and so I think I think defense might be a, a bigger part of of the game for Game Five and how it plays out. Do you do you foresee a game being like a low scoring game for once, or do you? I mean, this is gonna be one twenties the whole entire way. I mean. <laughs> Denver is a is not a good defensive team. Yeah, I mean, look what they've been doing. The Jazz have been doing. Um, so, yeah, I I have no no concerns that the Jazz are going to get 125 or more. I mean, they possibly could. But like I said, you know, if Denver makes some different defensive adjustments, that could be a real key. Uh, by the way, five three three eight just texts in restart oh, discussion. Geez, please, I don't care what you think, IJ. I don't care what you think. You know, Sam Merrill is not getting drafted. You can bet your house on it. Hey, five through three eight's got source is good for him. I'm I'm thrilled, dude. He's probably in the he's probably an NBA GM for all I know. <laughs> so I mean, look, if he's got sources that are really good like that, then more power to you, pal. All I can tell you is uh, guys who cover the NBA and some guys who do some draft uh, uh, mock drafts that I respect uh, speak very highly of Sam. When I've talked to Tony Jones, we've had on the show, Sam Vecini, who we've had on the show. And they call him an NBA player. They all say he's getting drafted. And, he's, and he may not be a first-round guy. I would not expect him to be. But the way this draft is and how low it is, Sam Merrill is getting drafted. I, yeah, I'm sorry, but he is. And I know Last gonna, year's draft was a loaded draft. This year's? Oh, eh, it's not so, so much. watered down. And by the way, that draft is going to be later in the year, I guess later in October. Not October. It's going to be later than October, which will be a lot different. Uh, so, again, tomorrow's show will be at 4 o'clock till 4.20, and then Jazz pregame will take over, and then Game 5 of the Utah Jazz Denver Nuggets. We'll have your keys and projections to the game, uh, and we hope that we'll have a game or we'll be talking about a series wrap-up win. For Eric Franson, I'm Jay Salison. Thanks for tuning in to the Full Court Press. Good night.